Get ready for some Finkel fun. It's Judd's Napa Valley Show with vintner Judd Finkelstein. And now, coming to you live from amidst the mysterious and exotic South Seas beauty of the Weeky Weeky Grog Shop, Napa Valley's most exclusive cocktail lounge in the beautiful Napa Valley. Cheers to good times. Pour the wine. Everything is fine, as long as it's Judd's Hill Wine. I'm Lauren Mole, and here's your host, Chad Fingelstein. Thank you, Lauren Mole. What a fine intro that was. We are here. We're not in the studio right now, are we? No, we are not. No, we are. We are soaking. I, I, I words words are failing me. We're soaking in the beautiful tropical tiki environs of the Wiki Wiki Grog Shop. Wow, this is a an incredible new experience today, Jen. Isn't this fun? Well, first time for me, though. Well, we've never done a show from here before, and I'm, I'm excited to see how this is going to turn out. I like the atmosphere. I like the vibe. We weren't able to get to the studio this week, so we were able to, to open the door. The veiled portal of this exotic realm has been opened. Exotic seashell lamp above you. Neato. Bottles of rum and uh, statues of hula girls. What else have we got in here? We, want, we don't want to talk too much. We can't give away too much of the secrets. Oh, oh, yeah. Do you know that photography is never allowed in here? No, I, I, never, I never do that. That's true. This place is opened only for the enjoyment of the people invited in, and uh, many charity events are, are held here, um, but it's, it's not to be shared out on Facebook or out on the internet. It's just so folks, folks who come, who got that special invitation, they can come see it and have that memory just be um, very personal and genuine to them. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I think so. But Lauren, how have you been? I'm, I'm glad to be here, and I'm excited. I might be a little distracted being in here, but I, but I am very curious to know what's been going on with you. No, I'm, I'm actually with, uh, with OK doing this, Judd. Uh, but th- things have been going uh, very well for me. What's happening? Oh, well, I've been working a lot uh, at Rayleigh's lately. Yeah, you doing well? Doing well. Are you employee of the year? Uh, unfortunately, I've not been given that honor just yet. The month? No, no that, that hasn't happened yet. Tuesday afternoon? It still hasn't happened It hasn't yet. happened. It's coming, though. It's coming. You got but it ve- will come. Well, you eventually. got a very nice uh, recognition from them on the Rayleigh's Facebook page. I did. That was a while back, but uh, I'm sure they still very much appreciate you. They put your picture up there and talked about how much they uh, appreciate you working there and all that you do for customer service. That's right. Well done. Thanks. What else is happening? Uh, well, I guess nothing else is much uh, happening, but uh, uh, actually, uh, we are going to be singing uh, uh, either the uh, the Star Spangled Banner or Take Me Out to the Ball Game uh, in August soon with Everybody's a Star. Uh, details to come later. Will that be at the Giants game? It'll or be the, at the Giants at game. At the Giants game. Okay, but we don't know which game yet. Not quite yet. Just August. It's, it's in August. Okay, well, we will stay tuned for that, Lauren. You've, but you're a veteran at this. You are no stranger to singing in front of tens of thousands of people. That's right. So you're probably not even feeling nervous about this uh, gig at AT&T Park. Oh, no. No, of course not. The consummate professional. Well, I look forward to it. Oh, good. So, uh, so what's been going on with you, Jen? Oh, you know, it's uh, beautiful here in Napa Valley, enjoying the beginning of the, uh, the season, that is, when more and more folks start coming in, and uh, we're able to show them the great hospitality that Judd's Hill is known for. And we've got some events coming up I'd like to talk about. On Friday, June... Oh, yeah. Well, thanks. Appreciate it. On Friday, June 17th, my band, the Maikai Gents, you know, we do our old-time Hawaiian music, 
Uh, we will be playing at Kamomi on First Street, the one downtown. Not the one at Oxbow, but the one downtown. It's a late night show. Starts at 10 p.m. It's going to go till midnight. And if we're still uh, still rocking the place with our old time Hawaiian music, uh, we'll even do another set at midnight. So come on out. It's free. No cost to get in. There'll be a full menu of the Kamomi's delicious Italian cuisine. And it's all ages. So kids can come, although it's a late night. Kids can come. Maybe some teens, maybe some recent grads will come out and uh, enjoy the evening with us. That's Friday, June 17th. Then uh, Friday, July 29th, we have to talk about Yucapalooza at Oxbow. Okay. Then let's. Yucapalooza at Oxbow is coming up Friday, July 29th. A wonderful event. This is our fifth year putting it on. It's a mini ukulele festival. It's from 6 to 9 on the river deck at Oxbow. It's free to attend, and it benefits the Voices Youth Program here in Napa. How does it benefit them if it's free? Well, they put together a fantastic raffle, and we'll be having some uh, raffid, ra- ra- Take your time, Doug. I, I know. I think the, the tiki vibe is is getting to me. I, what are the Brady Bunch that always went, when that creepy tiki would show up? Vincent Price would come out of the cage, cave. Is Vincent Price here? Uh, sadly, no. It is sad. I like that guy. Anyhow, where was I? How does the it raffle be- tickets. Yes. How does it benefit them? Selling raffle tickets. There will be a raffle going on. They always have great uh, prizes you can win. Um, Melissa Grunhagen, a.k.a. Retro Diva, one of the Bay Area's preeminent vintage clothing dealers, will be there once again with her amazing array of vintage Aloha attire. So, Great Hawaiian shirts, dresses, moo's. Come out and do some shopping. If you're not already dressed for the occasion, you can buy something and get dressed there. Also, the Oxbow Merchants will be having special island-style offerings for the night, which is always fun. So if you're a regular at Oxbow, um, chance to try some new stuff in the island style. So that's Friday, July 29th. It's free. It starts at 6 p.m., goes till 9 p.m. Get there early because it always is standing room only by the time it kicks off. So you want to get there and get a seat. That's what's going on with me, Lauren. Well, that's great, Jack. Well, shall we begin this inaugural show from the Wiki Wiki Grog Shop? Absolutely. We've got a couple of nice fellows here. We do. Would you introduce them? Sure, Jack. Go for it. Father and son, tight as a stitch. Race cars and rock is one's niche. The other loves books and has his mama's good looks. Welcome, Olivier's Chris. And Rich. Hey, how about that? That was great. You've just been Lauren Mold. Isn't that good? I like that. I need that on a plaque. <laughs> we can engrave that for you. Well, we can work on that. That's right. Uh, we can look into that. Rich Olivier, Chris Olivier, father, son. So glad to have you both here uh, with us here in the grog shop. This is exciting. You're both such interesting guys. I think we could probably do hours, just the two of you on your own. But you're together, and I'm looking forward to hearing that dynamic. Where to even begin with each of you? Let's, um, should we go age before beauty? Should we talk to your dad, Chris, a little sure. bit? All right, let, let's, let's talk to oh, dad. Kind. Isn't that nice? <laughs> All right, Rich, you're known here in Napa as, um, well, not even, you, you are in Napa, but you're known internationally as one I of am. the preeminent uh, engine builders, race car engines, building of race cars. Yes. And, and this is exciting because I know nothing about cars <laughs> and I want to <laughs> learn something. And I always think what you do is so cool. And I'd love to find out more about this. You, um, 
First of all, are you are you from this area? Did you grow up here in Napa? Uh, I grew up in Sonoma. Oh, not too far away. Um, okay. My my wife of twenty years is from St. Helena, and Napa. Don't is, I know that is where we met? And I'm just going to interject because I've known your wife much longer than about I have. Thirty five years. Yes. She and I were in fourth grade together, <laughs> and uh, I just I I just think she's one of the great people. I mean, ever since then, I've agreed. Always. Liked Letty Olivier. Definitely my better um, half. So congratulations <laughs> on that. But 20 years you guys have been together? It'll be 21 this October. Wow. Yes. Wow. Congrats. Yes. Congrats. So is that what brought you to Napa? It is. You, it Absolutely. Is. Okay. Yeah. You, you're in Sonoma. In Sonoma. You Napa's meet. where we met. We both drove 30 minutes for love. Yeah. How did that happen? How did you guys meet um, up? When separated by the, Oddly the enough, vast expanse of the... In, in our younger days, I was touring with a band. Mm-hmm. And Letty was interested in journalism and was writing for a fanzine. Oh, really? Underground magazine slash newspaper. Kind of like a punk rock zine. Exactly, exactly what it was. Um, interviewed us and really hit it off with my guitar player. Oh, <laughs> but not you? Not me at all. Uh-oh. Um, for, I'm sure, as if she were here, several reasons. But... um we we can get her on the phone. No no no. Let's not let's let's not do a we don't call even in take show. Calls on this program, Judd. That's I don't even think there's a phone in the Wiki Wiki Grog Shop. Anyway, okay, we can get her side of the story some other time. But yeah, go ahead. So um, so that's 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 how we met. So after um, a couple punk rock shows, yeah, we hung out and 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 shared her, some pizza. And her attention shifted from the guitar player to the your bass player, to right? The nice guy, bass player. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and then the rest is history. The rest is history. Tell me about the band. What, what was the name of the band? Oh man, then I don't remember. Oh, there's been several bands. There's huh? been there's been quite a few bands in 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 the young days. Um, I don't recall which one that was. <laughs> but your genre has been a. I should. It's always been punk been rock. Punk rock. Yeah. You know, kind of undergroundy punk rock thing. Are you still playing? Currently, I'm not. I recently stopped. My current band. Um, is on a European tour. Really? And I have a bigger commitment to my family business. Mm-hmm. So they have a stand-in. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, so right now, I'm, I'm on a short break. All but right. yes, I do still play. Still spend great great evenings with great people and making a bunch of racket. Well, good. That, that's, <laughs> that's important, you know, no matter what you do. You got to keep your racket going. Um, have you always been making a racket? Like right now, as I said, you're a world famous race car builder, engine builder, but have you always done that? Have you always been a tinkerer since a kid? What, what got you on that path? Yes, apparently young, very, very young age. Um, as, as my parents reflect at 11, 12 years old, building half pipes, figuring things out, fixing things, um, at the house. So although I didn't recognize it, always, always, always tinkering and always have to have things. Correct. Oh, good. So, and that's what you're known for is your attention to detail, your precision, precision, yes. finding new ways. So, to oddly engineer. enough, there is a whole bunch of high school teachers I owe an apology to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh, that's that's this year's this well, year's. Um, what is it uh, uh, on the first of the year? What resolution? Resolution. That's your resolution. That, that's, you're going to go that's back what to it's your gonna be. high school teachers. I'm going to look up some teachers and buy them dinner and apologize for what being a troublemaker for being a, sure. Maybe they should be apologizing to you for not recognizing the genius within. They recognized something. Oh, that I was not listening to. Oh. <laughs> okay. So yeah, that's 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 next year's for sure. 
All right. Well, I would love to to read your blog post about that. <laughs> and the the shop is called T E M. T E M. Yes. Um. As as my wife and I fell deeply in love. By the way, Chris, I mean, yes. you don't have to be silent. If the, I saw you reach for the microphone. If there's something you want to interject, feel free. I mean, okay. this is your dad. Feel free to, yeah. to interrupt. That's what kids do. And vice the verse, by the way. I was not into cars. Wasn't into machining. Um, I was welding at the time. Um, as I fell in love with, with the beautiful Letty, yeah. I got a job in Napa driving auto parts and then welding in the machine shop in the evening. Oh. Turned out to be something I was good at. I wasn't into cars. Um, no kidding. So cars not, was not your thing, and now not one cars thing. are kind of your life. They're absolutely my life. Yeah. <laughs> Have you gotten into cars, or are you living a fraud? What's no, going no, no, no. In, in, in the cars, in the cars, quite a bit. Oh, okay, it, good. It's, yeah, it's definitely my soul. Um, but yeah, started in the machine shop, and it turned out to be something that I really understand. We've turned a small machine shop into. A, a, a working international race shop. We cater to people all over the country. Yeah, so. it's, it's very cool. I've, um, you know, popped my head in there before. And a lot of stuff that I do not understand is going on, but it looks amazing because <laughs> you've got these machines and there's noise and, yeah, there's sparks flying and things whirring and humming. and It's noisy. Things come out shiny. It's 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 good combination. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and your, your shop's right here in Napa. Um uh, but you had to move recently. I mean, you were one of the folks that really got yeah. We were located located at the end of the SunSuite building. Um, wonderful building, great history, a lot of character. Um, and it is itself history now. It's it's gone. It's gone. It's, it's gone. So the that earthquake, earthquake. Oh. Um, the roof collapsed. <sighs> Everything fell over. Um, with the roof collapsing, the, what what was left inside the building flooded. Um, so yeah, we unexpected yeah. move as, as a lot of people in the Valley can relate to, Yeah, yeah. but we found location very close right around the corner. We're on Tannen street. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're getting used to the, the facilities, but we're, we're up and operating at a hundred percent. That's wonderful. So tell me about what it is you do there and maybe some of the cool projects you've been involved in. Lots of stuff. We, we cater to. Ferrari, Aston Martin, Rover, Lamborghini of North America. So all the racing divisions as well as the the dealerships, all their engines come to me um, for modifications or just fixing. And it and it kind of turns into a lot of different racing leagues from World Touring Challenge to small club racing to you know big corporate sponsor stuff that I'm not at liberty to talk about oh, a whole okay. whole bunch, but. Um, we keep no secrets on Judd's Napa Valley show. <laughs> Come on, spill. No, no, no. Don't get yourself in trouble. So, yeah, we, we really found a, a big European racing niche, although we build all kinds of things. Um, it seems to be the market um, that we really cater to. So as, as, as we get bigger and I guess I get older, we're catering to more and more wineries that have zero to do with racing. Really? In, in what way? A lot of a lot of bottling lines and, and wineries oh, oh, just need someone to manufacture or custom make something, and there's just parts. not just parts. Um, you can make them. And I enjoy meeting people in my community. Mm-hmm. I enjoy doing something different besides racing. So we've done a lot of winery work, um, and and we're enjoying it because it's different. Well, <laughs> you made me think of doing something different and working with wineries, and this isn't, I think, what you were thinking of, but... Uh, a couple of years ago, you helped me out. 
with a winery project. It, I had, did. it had nothing to do with parts or your machine shop or <laughs> anything at all. But uh, I had this idea, and and many folks know, and they still show the clip at the Giants game on the Jumbotron. Uh, it's on MLB.com. We had built a pirate ship made out of wine barrels. And I remember. We, and we sailed our, our pirate, Captain Wiley Raven, into McCovey Cove during a um, Giants-Pirates game. And it was huge. People absolutely loved it. As I said, they still show the clip on the Jumbotron. It was amazing. So I figured, okay, that was San Francisco. We've got to bring the pirate home. And our opportunity, I found out, was when they were opening the public dock downtown on the Napa River. And everybody was there. There was representatives, I think, from all of the the county board of this and the planning of that and the state senate. I mean, who knows? The mayor was there. I think the Coast Guard there. was there. Everybody was there. And I said, this is it. We are going to plan a surprise raid. And the thing with that pirate ship, though, you really can't control it. It has this little trolling motor that doesn't do anything. So we needed somebody... In we pushed it around the river with wakes a lot. Yeah, somebody <laughs> in the river. I put out a call. Anybody out there, anybody at all have uh, access to a boat uh, that could be our support? And wow, man, you jumped right in. That was late night social media. It was. It was like the Thank day you, Letty. before. Yeah, your wife <laughs> saw that and said, we've got a boat. Uh, let's let's do this. And you were, you were fantastic. So thank you. We could not have staged that raid. Good time. Without you great. hauling the uh, <laughs> pirate behind you, <laughs> making sure you didn't get swept all the way down to uh, San Pablo Bay <laughs> slowly. <laughs> and, and it created quite a stir, too. I don't know if you remember. but I uh, do. When he showed up on the dock. And jumped he posed for pictures, if I remember. He, the mayor ran the mayor, down yeah. and said, I need a picture with you. The they pirate. had no idea who this guy was. He's, He's the, pirate. the pirate. <laughs> and it, it was great. So thank you for that. I know it didn't have to do with your business, but I just wanted no, to that say was that great. to illustrate. That was what, part of the community aspect that I've known to love. That's exactly where I was going. It shows your community-mindedness and you're up for uh, anything, really. Just about. And I think your punk rock attitude. A pirate raiding this... Uh, Public dock opening? I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Let me help. <laughs> so I thank you for that. Well, another project that shows your community-mindedness and your dedication as a father um, is, your, is your race car building that you started at, uh, at the school. We did. We started a project where, as a school elective, um, some middle schoolers um, get the opportunity to build and race a car in a real race for 24 hours. So it's an endurance race. Um, when we thought of this, we, I, I thought it was crazy and I didn't want to be involved. Oh really? And the more I thought about it and, 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 and know how much my son enjoys taking apart cars that I crash, <laughs> I thought, you know, there's probably a lot of kids at that school that would enjoy the same thing. Mm-hmm. So we did it. We, um, those kids built a car from the ground up, did everything except the roll cage. They uh-huh. did brakes, suspension, fire systems, seat. Chris, chime in yeah, if, feel free. if I'm forgetting anything. What was your experience? Did you, did you, um, you must have enjoyed that. Um, yeah, so I thought it was really fun. We did everything, especially when the brakes were on fire actually at the track. Wait, what? Our gloves kept catching on fire. <laughs> so that's the only time we let you do a pit stop. Yes. So let dad's hands get yeah. melted off. Okay. <laughs> so we, we built the car. Um, it passed tech. We, we ran it in the race. We had all kinds of experience. We had accident. 
someone hit us. We learned um, that Ray, what the, the the type of abuse that race breaks endure. Oh wow! The kids did their own pit stops. They did everything at the racetrack except fuel. Oh, due to an age limit and fire fire restrictions. I guess that makes sense. So the yeah. adults fueled, but the kids ran the race. We've done this two years in a row. The first year, although we did not place, we learned a lot, and we got a trophy. We got recognized, and what was our what was our trophy? Best use of illegal child labor presented by the Gap. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I'm, I'm sure officially sponsored by the Gap too, right? <laughs> trophy. Yeah. So the kids had a, had the time of their life. They got to Victory Lane for you know, and, and was recognized. Got a trophy in the trophy case at Blue Oak School. Wonderful. Um, and then we did it again this year, and we actually came in 28th. Yeah, we learned a lot. Um, ran the ran the pit crew a little bit different, and had a bunch of success with a uh, what what kind of car did we build? Um, a BMW 318i. Top speeds. I think we we did 92 was our was our wow. best mile per hour. But with a 20 24 hour race, it's not really speed. It's Endurance. not breaking. Endurance. It's not breaking. It's going around. Keep it going and around. Gotcha. The more you're on the racing surface, the more points you score. I think it's remarkable. I mean, it's not a race for kids. I mean, you guys are really the only kids team, right? Absolutely. The, yeah. the kid. This is not a school event. It's not a kids event. This is an adult. I, I say a bucket list type of race. Yeah. But um, no, the kids behave themselves like a professional race team. They're welcome back. We will continue to do this as long as, as Lemons allows us. Um, lemons, that's the name of it. Lemons. Instead of Le Mans, it's Le Mans. 24 Hour of Lemons. Lemons. Um, so, yeah, that we'll, we'll continue to do this. The kids learn a lot, and I've been at racetracks all over the country. Hands down, this is the most fun I've had. Well, I think he wins the Cool Dad Award for that one, don't you think, Definitely. Chris? Definitely. <laughs> yeah. And to showcase more of your cool talent, let's play a track off your band. We're going to have to take a break in a couple minutes, but I want to, before we do that, let's squeeze in a track, an old track from your band. Gotcha. All right. We, we're not even going to announce. I'm just going to let this play and people can make Form up their, their own, own opinion. About it. <laughs> Here we go. This is our guest, Rich Olivier on bass. On bass. The band is the Roadside Bombs.
It's always Finkalicious on Judd's Napa Valley Show at 1440 on your AM dial in Napa and streaming live in Chicago at KVON.com. Back to Judd's Napa Valley Show. That's right, Lauren Mole. But today we're not in studio. We are in the beautiful, mysterious, and exotic Wiki Wiki Grog Shop, Napa Valley's most exclusive cocktail lounge. Cheers. This is a historic Cheers. first, Judd. Cheers. That's right. This is a historic first, and uh, we're taking advantage. Uh, our guest, uh, Rich Olivier, here and I are sipping a little uh, Santa Teresa 1796 rum. This is from, where is this one from? I should know this off the top of my head. Oh, Venezuela. That's pretty nice. What do you think? It's wonderful. Yeah. And, and Chris is sipping some... 1868 Martinelli's Gold Sparkling Cider. <laughs> That's great. How is it, Chris? It's delicious. Cheers. 1866 uh, or whatever. That was a fine... Yeah, that was a fine vintage for sparkling apple cider. The best. Yeah. Chris, <laughs> you piped in a little there at the end, but I really want to talk to you now, if you don't mind, because you're kind of a, an amazing person. You are a philanthropist, a community supporter, an activist, and... Just like before, I'm not exactly sure where to start. Um, why don't we? Why don't we get into books? Lauren mentioned that you love books. Yeah. Uh, in the intro, in the little you know, limerick. I, you know, I actually like books too. You do too. Well, there we all have something in common because I like books. Rich, I like books. There you I go. Have quite a collection, as Chris is going to tell you about. Yeah, but you know, I especially like the pocket-sized books. Is that right? I love them. Let me see. Do you have any in your pocket right now? Uh, sadly, no. Pat down. Okay, okay. You're clear. We need to get you some books. It's good to read. Uh, which Chris is going to talk about because he understands the importance of this. Since you were a little kid, right now, as we speak, you are about to go into eighth grade? Yes. Is that correct? Okay. But way back, when did you start your love of, well, not necessarily books, when did you get it into your head that you should be the proprietor of a library and want to get books into other people's hands? So I started this about last year when the Valley Fires struck Middletown and Calistoga. Mm -hmm. That's when I started my library thing. Yeah. Um, I thought it went back further. I thought I'd heard stories of you rolling a little wagon around uh, with books to give to yeah, neighbors. Yeah, that's when I started is when I started doing that. And then... Oh, I thought that was even earlier. I'm no. sorry. No. Oh, that was and then, um, It was about a month ago that with my... We did a small class project called World Savvy Challenge. And I, all of us went to the uh, uh, homeless event who Jenny Olson, the director of Homeless of Napa, she put on an event and I decided to ask if I could go and hand out books with my little wagon and oh, so okay. that, that was more the kids and adults can get books and hopefully they'll take up a love for reading. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And through your drive, you were able to collect, I think I read about a thousand books to bring up to. Oh, definitely. I, that's about how many I handed out. And I still had two moving boxes full. Wow. Well, who came forward to donate these books? Um, most of them were my own collection. And then oh. about last minute, I got many moving boxes from some from uh, Contra Costa County. Um, I've gotten books from all over. People just sending you books. You got the word out through social media. Yeah. So I, I'm going to chime in as Go kind ahead. of kind of proud dad. So Chris has his own lending library that we built several years ago. He had asked instead of 
doing something during the summer? Could we take that money and build a little free library? I think maybe this is what I was thinking of. Yeah. So I told him just as, as the dad I am, if you draw it, we'll build it. Mm. And he did. He drew it. We went out. We shopped. He built it exactly his way. We registered under the little free libraries, and we put it up on the corner of our house up in St. Helena. Help me picture this, because I haven't seen it, but it sounds so cute and charming to have a little library. So pretty much it's a big version of a mailbox full of books. Okay, and you you stack it with books, or you ask people to bring I, some books, take a book, leave a yeah, book? Yeah, that's pretty much what it is, take a book, leave a book. But originally, mm-hmm. I put in a bunch of my own books, some from, because I'd already done that drive. is because This hasn't been a few years. I only did it in July last year is when I started. It was right after the earthquake. Really? It's been a couple of years. Oh, yep. my gosh. <laughs> Time flies. Wow. <less. laughs> wow. It only felt like last year. Okay. Uh, so I filled it with books of my own, mm-hmm. and it, it's just been self-sustaining from then on of people coming in, taking some books, bringing back some books. So it's more self-sustaining now. Well, that's very admirable, but the but the fact that you then went out and collected or gathered a 1,000 or more yeah. books to then bring to people who had lost Everything in the fires. Can you tell me about that experience? Because you you personally brought it up to Lake County, did you not? Yeah. So in my dad's truck, we brought the wagon and about four moving boxes full of books. And when we got there, I loaded up my wagon, which probably weighed three times as much as I did, <laughs> <laughs> and just pulled it around, asking all the uh, everyone in their tent, "Oh, do you want?" a book you can take as many as you'd like i have so many i still have two moving boxes full Mm. so they most people were really didn't want to take any because they wanted to leave some for the rest of the people and i'm just telling them no 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 no. take as many as you want i have so many to give away (laughs) that's great that's kind of what kicked it off so i came home from work obviously when the fires were happening yeah and christopher had most of his books and his board games piled on the couch like what are you looking for he mm-hmm. said, I would like to take these to the fairgrounds in Calistoga because at the earthquake, these are the things that got me through it when you walked into your shop and saw that it fell, mm, which really? struck a chord oh. with me because what empathy! This, this is my son you know, that took it upon himself. I just came home from work. Yeah. Um, and, we, and we told him, well, then let's gather some things up and take it, take it up there. And that's when it started. Red Cross told him to drop it in the corner. And he had turned to me and, and his mom, Letty, and said... I don't want to drop these in the corner. So we walked through and he handed them out. And so that's really kind of what started it. Um, That's really what started for him. We spent weeks donating books to fire victims. Definitely. And then uh, on the first time before I came up with my books, it was just a few little donations like flashlights and diapers. And what else? I think we did a few blankets. And then I ended up just being there for three hours, just helping load and give out to people. That's wonderful. Man, you've got a big heart, man. And uh, since we are in a cocktail lounge, even though you're drinking your apple cider, I'd like to drink a little uh, toast to you and your generosity and your empathy and sympathy. So thank you for being such a community-minded person. And your love of books, I think it's inspiring your future. Uh, I've I think somebody told me that someday you'd like to have a bookstore. You've certainly worked at the library, right? Yeah, Daniel. I've actually been volunteering at the library for over three years now. Oh. It's going to be four years in 
July, the beginning of July. What's your vision? What do you see your future? Um, hopefully my first job will be at the library. At the hopefully. library. Hopefully. Okay. But I don't know. I've the all of the employees now know me there. Of so I don't know. Hopefully my first job will be there. Mm, yeah. And then at some point open your own bookstore. Hopefully. Yeah. Do you have a specialty? Is there a certain type of book that you like? Uh you know, fiction, nonfiction, fantasy, uh, sci fi, humor or Everything, just... More so everything. When I was younger, I used to love to read just books about stuff. Just, I, whatever I wanted to read, it, I wanted to learn something after I finished a book. Oh, great. At least one thing. So majority of my reading when I was younger was nonfiction, mm-hmm. but now it's all kinds of books. That's good, good. You've got a hunger for knowledge as well. That's very healthy. I can see why your dad's so proud of you. I can see in his eyes as you're saying this, the way he's looking at you right now, makes me actually tear up a little bit. Very thinking proud. about as so a father you, myself, how I feel are that pride. How books to you? You have a couple avenues. Oh yeah. yeah. So um, I have a Facebook page called Christopher's Little Free Rolling Library, which is <laughs> what I call my little wagon. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So Christopher's Little Rolling Library. Christopher's Little Free. Free. Rolling oh, library. free. Yeah. Important. Yeah. Very yeah. Important. So that's one of them. And I just recently started about two weeks ago called Christopher's Goodreads, which is a site that I review books on. So re- books I've recently oh. read, I'll give a short review. And I've gotten several emails and messages of parents who said, oh, my child won't read. There are four and five. What books do you did you like when you were four and five? So I've gotten a lot of those kinds of messages, and that's what I've been putting out. And this is through your website? Through my Facebook. The, excuse me, the Facebook page? Yes. I'm very old-fashioned. I still think about websites. Everything's on Facebook yeah. these days. Everything is, yes. And Twitter. And a little bit of Twitter. That... I do have a Twitter, actually. I just got one. Do you want to give that out? Yeah. So it's Chris D. Olivier on Twitter. Uh-huh. Yeah. And people can send you uh, book recommendations yeah, or questions definitely. about books they'd like to read, uh, have conversations off, about books. They can drop off donated books at TEM. We, we, we collect books regularly there. Oh, at your shop? Yeah. Well, give the address for that. The address of the shop is 1785 Tannen, T-A-N-E-N. We are four doors up from the car wash um, right off of Soskal. So we're glad to take all your old books. And T-E-M is the name of your shop, which stands for Total Engine... Engine Machine. Machine. Yes. That is you. That the is Total me. Engine Machine. <laughs> Chris, that's that's just wonderful that you're, you're doing this and you're so involved in books and the community and literacy and encouraging yeah. other kids to, to read. Um, Let's talk a little bit about your activism. You've been politically active as well, and this stems from, well, the fact that you have some very severe allergies. Yes. So when I was 10, so almost three years ago now, it feels like a long time now. (laughs) um, Ah, you're getting old. Yeah. So I, my mom got a call from an activist group who was telling her about a Senate bill that was to get stock epinephrine in all public and charter schools, and they wanted her to join their group, and she was so busy with work and was just about to go back to school, so she said, no, no, I don't have time, and I was sick that week. From your own allergies? Just because I was sick. Oh, you're sick. Yeah, and I heard her on the phone saying all that, because she had it on speaker, Mm -hmm. and I... 
she thought I was just playing video games on my iPad all day. <laughs> yeah. And what when she sat down for dinner, I said, okay, so I want to show you something. I created a whole business plan for a group that I wanted to start to advocate for that bill and hopefully get it passed. Lauren, do you hear this? This is this is a young, young man on his sick day creating a business plan and a plan of action to get legislation <laughs> passed now, to help folks. But we should understand now your that, situation, though. I'd you know. say that is amazing. Yes, I will agree. <laughs> Thank you. On behalf of the community. Okay, now before we get to what happened then, let's back up and talk about why this is important to you and your family. So it was important to me because when I was in se- – for the last half of second grade, I was in a public school. Mm-hmm. And just in the four months I was there – we went through nine EpiPens. Just, oh. I never had to use, we only had to use it once, but the rest were, they either lost them or left them in a locked cabinet and they lost the key or oh. they left them in a hot car, which makes them go bad. Oh, and this is vital to you. I mean, this is yeah. your life. You have such uh, severe allergies that um, you could get terribly sick or or worse if exposed to the wrong yeah. allergen. Um so, so this I can see why this is near and dear to your heart, your family, and why you would want to take this to the next level. So now let's talk about, now that you've put your plan together, the next step is going to Sacramento. Yes. So I contact, well, I created Northern California Allergy and Asthma Advocates, and I think I'm up to 243 likes on Facebook right now. Huh. So that's, I started a Facebook page that night and have just been building on it since. So... I contacted a, the legislator that authored the bill and their aide, and they invited me out to Sacramento to just show my support. And all I pretty much did was, yes, I'm support of 1266. That's the whole thing. That's all I said. That was the bill. Yeah, that SB 1266 was the bill. And that's what I said. I probably did that, I don't know, 10 times. We went back and forth to Napa, Sacramento. And then they finally, on one of the last ones, they said, I would like you to put together a speech and be on the Senate floor with all the senators. Wow. And I was super honored. Of course. Yeah. So I probably spent three or four days writing a speech. It ended up to be about four pages. And I was surprised how much in support there was, how much support there was for the bill. Mm Mm-hmm. Because most people were saying no, 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 or they just leave the room completely so they don't vote yes or no. What would the objection be, be, be to the? I mean, why would why would they not want to have uh, access to the EpiPen and training for people uh, to use it and treat people suffering allergies in the schools? Why 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 wouldn't you want that? More responsibilities for teachers administering mm. medicine was uh, was, a, was a big thing liability. as well as cost. Yes, it's liability. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I mean, obviously we're, we're we're for it, but that was that was the biggest factor. And so, how have the were these objections? Um, how did you how did you tackle them? How did you approach it? I would use examples of saying, yes, it is more responsibility. I one hundred percent understand that, but with it, you can also be saving a life for a very small amount. You, it's barely anything to learn. You could be saving a life mm. because at the, before this bill, it was illegal to administer epinephrine to anyone that needed it if they did not have a prescription for it. Was it was illegal. 
If somebody is having a horrible allergy attack at school, it would have been illegal for a teacher or faculty member to... To use Chris's pen, epinephrine pen, to save your life. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Which is crazy. And that's the need for the schools to stock their own. Now, I'm ignorant. Are there differences in epinephrine pens? There's a child dose and an adult dose. But other than that, it's no. the same medicine. Exactly. The same medicine. So it really wouldn't make a difference if it's... And as His far mind. as the liability, it's impossible to overdose. Epinephrine is something your body produces anyway. Oh. So. Okay. So you did your speech. You probably were dressed up really nice. Yeah. I bet you put on a tie and everything. Oh, definitely. Everybody was very impressed with you. And what happened? Um, so th- actually the director of the teacher association was sitting behind you, dad, <laughs> going, ah, ah, come on. Ah, don't do that. Ah. And I don't remember what you said. You stood up and turned around. I don't remember what you said. That was a dad moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and? And I had some very polite words <laughs> about being polite in public. Oh. Not everybody agrees. <laughs> they were polite words? They w- or they were not They so were polite. not saying polite words oh, they were about not our bill. Oh. And they were being rather loud. I, you know, I just asked them to be quiet. Good for you. Yeah. Good. Supportive dad. Yeah. So that was really fun. And for a long time, they said it's in be- it's behind closed doors probably for about three months. So no one knew what was going on. Mm. So I didn't know if it passed or if it didn't. And about three months after I found out it passed. So, But they had to rewrite the bill so much for the teachers to be in support mm. that I recently about – how long ago did I go back to the state capitol? Last month. Last month, we went back to advocate for uh, a new version of it, Mm -hmm. which is just the holes that were in it, just incorporating that, which was to put a comprehensive plan in all public and charter schools to use epinephrine, because now they have it, but there was no plan for it. So that's... Originally, the original bill writing, there was a plan, but now... But at the end, they had to rewrite it so much that there wasn't. So that was one of the bills that I just worked on and I'm still working on. Congratulations. What an accomplishment. That's inspiring. I'm looking at your dad again. Look at the smile on his face. He's on a first name basis with several senators, but yeah. Oh, but you are. It's a lot of work. Yeah, I'm very proud of him. Yeah, well, congratulations. Definitely a step in the right direction as far as how uh, schools should be prepared to handle these life-threatening emergencies that can arise. I've had a personal experience with a local school here uh, was it, it was during the previous school year, and there was a kid who ate something she shouldn't have eaten, and there was nothing available. Correct. Nearby. It was on a field trip, mm-hmm. but the kid had an emergency pack, which didn't make it on the field trip. Story and of our life. The teacher didn't <laughs> take it. Right. And it was needed. Mm-hmm. It was terrifying. Yes. Absolutely terrifying. We got mom on the phone, had to run to a nearby pharmacy to get some stuff, and everything turned out. Fine. It doesn't goodness. always turn out fine. But what's that? <laughs> it does not always. No, turn I out no, fine. and yeah. I understand that. This is yeah. why I see how you know how, how important this is. And thank you, Chris, for for bringing this to you know the state legislature and, and getting this mandated. Yeah. And back to your short story. That is why I actually wear my medicine. You do on my waist at all times. Oh my I'm goodness! Oh, right that's now. you've got. By the so, way, you're also wearing a, a fabulous Aloha floral print in honor of being here at the Wiki Wiki Grog Shop. So I cheers you, to the Hawaiian shop. Yeah, I want to give you credit for that and also drinking out of a, uh, a glass that you brought that has Aloha Tiki on it. Sorry. But, yes, you are wearing yes. 
That's your medicine right there. Yes. That's your EpiPen. It's my EpiPen and inhaler because I'm also asthmatic. I'm very badly asthmatic. Oh. I just got over a huge bout with it. Oh, dear. About two days ago. Oh, well, I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah. And um, I'm glad that more and more people are aware of these types of situations. Now, what does the future hold for you? You're still quite young, even though we were joking about you becoming an old codger. But you are, in fact, still young. What do you see going on? A bookstore in your future? What else? Yeah. What's, what's going on? So I'm also, this is not necessarily my future, kind of, but <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm also collecting shoes for Blue Oak Souls for Souls Drive. We did oh, it yeah. earlier this year, Souls. and we only collected 500 pairs, which is, I agree, a lot. It's a lot of shoes. Yeah, but I wanted to raise that number a lot. You think we could do better. Yeah, so right. I probably have about 200 pairs of shoes just ready, so I'm just going to drop them all off. Of your own shoes? Of shoes that I've been collecting. Oh, okay. So I also have a page where I'm collecting shoes also. Okay. It's shoes and books and race engines at TEM. I love it. Oh, they can (laughs) drop them off at the the shop as well. All right, you guys. That's great. And uh, I imagine college. You've already picked out your yeah, college? I definitely have. Oh, you have? Yes. Oh, okay. Where? Where are you going? Um, either Caltech or Harvey Mudd. Wonderful. Wonderful. Great schools. You can stick around the neighborhood, as it were, in California. Yeah. Well, good. Dad likes that. You'd be nearby. <laughs> visit. Well, guys, I've certainly enjoyed having you in here. But now it's time to play everyone's favorite party game here on Judd's Napa Valley Show. This is Mad Libs. That's right. It's Mad Libs style fill-in-the-word-blank game. And uh, you guys are going to play this. Where's the pen? I need to write down. Uh, thanks, Chris. You're welcome. So you can carry everything on you. Appreciate it. You're very prepared. <laughs> like a Swiss Army knife. That's right. All right. You know how this game is played. You know about Mad Libs, right? You guys probably We play. do. Yeah. We, we do. So Mad here's Libs. what I'm going to do. Actually, I'm going to let Chris play this. Got yeah, it, Chris. Is that right, Rich? Hey, gotcha. Chris, time to brush up on your schoolhouse rock. Yes. Yeah, there it is. All right. <clears throat> Chris, the first thing I'm going to need is a plural noun. Beach balls. Beach balls. That's a good one. All right. Next, a noun. Tiki. Oh, that's very appropriate where we are. How about another noun? Wine bottle. Wine bottle. You're quick. You're good at this. Wine bottle. Um, A plural noun. Warthogs. Wow. Wow. He just got him right <laughs> off the tip of his tongue. You play this at home this all This is grammar at its finest. Okay. Um, another plural noun. Naked mole rats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Naked mole rats. Okay. Hey. I like how you added the adjective there to just make that a super plural noun. Naked mole rats. And then finally, actually, Rich, I'm going to let you do this one. You ready to do one? I'm ready. How about a noun? Could we do saber-tooth kitten? Saber? That's a little more than a noun, isn't it? That's yeah. okay. Saber-tooth kitten. No, it's, it's descriptive. It's got an yeah. adjective. It's a noun. It's powerful. There we go. Yeah. That's it. So what I did earlier today <clears throat> is I went onto your website for your shop, which is, why don't you give the website? It's temperformance.com. Well, I was there earlier today, and I clicked on the about okay. you where you had written a little bio about yourself. I could have. And it has just been rewritten via oh, perfect. this Mad Lib game. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. <clears throat> Here you go. You can thank your son. Rich Olivier of TEM Machine Shop said he came to Napa to chase a girl and ended up creating a business that evolved into building race cars and high-performance engines. 
He started by sweeping the beach balls at a machine shop. You can feel, you can laugh out loud. I mean, you put your head back. That's about right. (laughs) Here's your quote. I had no experience at tiki building, Olivier said. None. You'd be good at tiki building, I'll bet. (laughs) He eventually bought the business that later became the official wine bottle repair shop for Ferrari, Aston Martin, and Maserati dealers across the U.S. (laughs) Bring all my broken wine bottles to you. He also builds warthogs for formula, drag racing, and other types of naked mole rats. (laughs) (laughs) Today, Olivia says he is busier than ever. And that girl I was dating, I now call... I got a feeling. Saber-tooth kitten. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> a little glimpse into your personal life. Figured you should Love be the it. one to do that one. Uh, Rich Olivier, Chris Olivier, it's been great having you here. Love hearing your stories. You've got a very um, inspirational young man here, Rich, and I can see why you're so proud. I am proud. Judd, thank you. This is great. Thank you. What a pleasure. One more cheers. One more. From the Wiki Wiki Grog Shop in the beautiful Napa Valley, this is Lauren Mole speaking for Judd's Napa Valley Show, a Gil Amar production. Judd's Napa Valley Show.